You're tuned in to Muscle Car Radio. Welcome to Muscle Car Radio. I'm your host, Harry Christian. Second episode for the year. We're having a great old time. Today, we continue... We have a couple of very special guests. Jace, how are you, by the way, Jason Brownlee? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Sensational, mate. I've got a new toy during the week. I'm going to tell you all about it. I hope it's not English. And it's English, mate. It is English. And I'll tell you, a bit quirky, but there's a bit of a history lesson there. I'll talk to you about it. And special guest, Graham Boyd. How are you, Graham? Harry, I'm very well, thank you. Graham runs the Midweek Muscle Car Club. I'll tell you all about that. He's going to tell you all about that, in fact. And, of course, one of our semi-regulars, Len Panisi, who was the owner and stalwart of the old HGT badge for many, many years. Len now works for our sponsor, Muscle Car Sales, and he's going to tell us all about his time as the HGT man. How are you, Len? Good evening. Very good. Very good. Good on you, mate. Fantastic. So, Jase here, mate. You know what we're doing tonight, don't you? By the way, we've got George Capagnaris on. Do you know George? I don't, but... Uh... Wog's out of work. You remember Wog's oh, out of work? Oh, yes, I do, yes. He was Mimo. Yep. So he's got this new gig. He does the whole Malacus with Attitude show that he's got. It's basically a comic thing that he does, okay. and he tours the country, so he's having a great old time. We've had him on before. He's a really good guy. We have a lot of fun with him. He'll tell us stories about, you know, Mr. Giannopoulos's Monaro and the days back in the restaurant and what have you, so he's a good guy. We're going to have some fun. But, mate, yeah, the toy I got, a new MGBGT. You remember those? Yeah, I do. And hopefully you've got NRMA on the speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> I must tell you, this is a really good car. My old man worked, I think I've told the story, my old man worked for Leyland Australia for many years mm-hmm. when it was BMC, and they used to repair those MG. That was his job. When they come off the boat, he used to cut the rust out of them. <laughs> but anyway, I love it because I've had a few of them on account of the old man, and, and I've always had a bit of a sweet spot for him. And I need a couple Ooh. to get around these days. One's not enough. You should get a P76 if you're going to do it on behalf of the old man. Yeah. Targa Floria, that'd mm-hmm. be nice. I like those <laughs> things. They're gorgeous. Remember yeah. the old Targa Floria? I do. I think it was 500 of those, wasn't it? One of my old school teachers from high school had one of those. Mate, that great Original. Thing. With the nice cocky wheels and the yep. Targa Florio stripes. Yep. So Targa Florio was a racetrack, or where was the racetrack in Italy? Targa it? Flora in Italy, yeah. I'm yeah. not exactly know what town yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I worked on a few of those cars. They were great. They had like a little 253 motor in them, mm-hmm. four-speed. Yeah. Had a boot you could put a 44-gallon drum in it. Was it a 253 or was it more a four-litre or something? Or was, I, I compared know. it to a two. That was the sort of power it had. It, tell you what, it wasn't a bad car for its day. They ran into the fuel crisis, mate. They brought them out right on the fuel crisis. They were not the most beautiful thing, and they had a lot of quality control issues. Mm. Windscreens not fitting right, you know, A pillars and B pillars not lining up. They did that with all the fountains The roof as didn't well. fit, Jase. Don't be like that, mate. <laughs> Small detail. You, you've got to always squash the barbie, haven't you, mate? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Graham, what's the news with you, mate? Not a great deal, mate. As you know, we've got our club that we're starting up, Midweek yeah. Muscle Car Club Incorporated. So all systems go with that. We're going good so far, and we've set it up so we're a not-for-profit organisation. Excellent. Um, and we've got a lot of good things happening, and uh, we've got a lot of events coming up. One of our biggest events would be a convoy for kids, Muscle Car Convoy for Kids, mm. which we're in the making of. We've got a couple of events coming up. We've got an event tomorrow night yeah. at Liverpool, and we've also got a uh, monthly event coming up at Elwood. That's going to be a trophy night. It's ran pretty well, a family environment as well. Good. And uh, we urge as many people who have muscle cars to come along and, and see what we're all about. What's the best way for them to contact you? Is it like through Facebook? Have you got a website? What's the go? Yes, so at the moment, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And if you just go to the page, it goes Midweek Muscle Car Club Incorporated. This little questionnaire you just need to fill out if you're a shift worker, because mainly we're set up a shift worker. Like workers. how many cylinders? How many cylinders? <laughs> what you got? What you're about? And somebody will promptly jump on and accept you. Excellent. And move forward from there. And Excellent. Yeah. So 
it was fascinating when it came across because, of course, you invited me on Facebook because we're friends Correct. to join the club, and I did, of course. And it was the Midweek Muscle Car Club, and I thought, another club, that's all good. Graham's a good bloke, good bunch of blokes. His mates are a good bunch of fellas, so I'm sure it'll go very well. What I couldn't understand is the Midweek thing. However, or not the novelty, but the thinking behind it is all about the shift worker because you're a wharfie, right? Correct. That's what you that's do. Right. Yep. And wharfies tend to work on the Saturdays or Sundays because ships Absolutely. come in and out all the time. Are you a crane operator? Is that what you do? Yep, I'm a crane driver down at Port Botany. Wow. Um, been there, I've been in the job now 26 years. Shit. And how all this come about was we have a lot of car clubs at the moment doing weekend events. And a lot of people can't make the weekend events. One is because of shift workers like us. Two is because they've got their families. Now, not everyone's wife's happy about you, you know, going out with the boys all the time for cars. Not happy about you having your cars. Just exactly. Quite, right. never, never mind going out. Exactly right. So how this come about was... For the last two, three years, I sort of sat back and I listened to a lot of opinions and people saying, how come no one does nothing during the week? So I thought, you know what, I want to do something, but I wasn't quite sure how to do it. And I sat there and I thought and I thought and I thought, and then I thought, you know what, let's make a midweek muscle car club. And you know, what appealed to me also was not just the fact, you know, there are a lot of clubs and you and I, we've been in car enthusiasts as the boys around the table have been car enthusiasts for 30 and 40 exactly, odd years yeah. and Len for 85 years, isn't it Len? Or something? 90. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, no. one, yeah, mate, just, just the spring chicken. But the thing about it is, you're going to associate yourself with charities, you're going to be doing a lot of charity Absolutely. work, you're going to be handing money over to representatives of the charities when exactly. they come along as opposed to, yeah, yeah, no worries, the money will yep. get there. Yep. And that is the good feel thing and being a Absolutely. family thing, people are happy to contribute yep. and when you put on the events where people can come along and drop their hard-earned into the car for Correct. a trophy or to have a good yep. day, yep. they know the money's going to a good course. So yeah. fair play to you. Yeah, so pretty much the way we're going to set it up is when we do our charity events, mm. so we're going to have big events structured. So we're going to have a representative from the charity of choice there on the day and all the money that we're going to generate through organising, I guess, the fundraising or gold coin donation or however we're going to do it, it's going to go to the representative of the charity of choice on day. And we're going to draw up like a big check. We're going to present it to the people on the day. So 100% of those profits will go to this organisation. Question. If I come along with the MG, are you going to laugh? Are the boys going to take the piss out of me? I will not laugh. I will absolutely <laughs> sit back and admire it and get photos with it. You're out. You're lying. Good on you, mate. I love it. And that's the other thing too is with these clubs and what I've noticed just looking at your page on Facebook is you guys don't necessarily discriminate. It's all shapes and sizes. Absolutely. Everybody yep. comes along, has a good time. Yep. You don't is necessarily that cars or yeah. people. Hey? Oh, people too. You're oh, all shapes and sizes. <laughs> Otherwise, we're <laughs> stuffed, mate. <laughs> yeah. Cars, people. Uh, I guess you know. Excellent. Like I said, we've got all different shift workers. So we've got yeah. miners, we've got police, we've got ambulance, we've got you know fire brigade, we've got everything. So. Yeah, excellent, mate. Good on you. And you do get the Highway Patrol boys there. They're across it and they're sort of helping you guys out, I guess, or they're supporting you guys, right? Yeah, so we're in negotiations about a few events coming up with a couple of highway guys and uh, they're all for it. They love the idea because they're also like, you know, they're just a regular person like the rest of us. Yes. They've got a muscle car. They get frustrated because they can't do stuff on the weekend as well. Yeah. So to them, this is kind of something big. When we do big runs, obviously we want it to be safe. You're going to take the rally and pace along, mate? The pacer, definitely. (laughs) It's almost out of the shop. Pretty much at the moment, it's it's a factory mustard colour car, E31. Yes. And I've painted it yellow, shell yellow, and at the moment it's a Norm Beachy replica. Wow. So it's actually a numbered E31, which is – Yes. They race, you know, at Bathurst, E31s, E34s. So the E31 was a track pack with the two-barrel. Two-barrel car, E34 had the Mm four-barrel. But in fact, Graham, you'll know this, the E31 was actually more successful than the 34s. That's correct. On account of the 34 had that fuel surge problem all the time. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that well. What do you reckon about that, mate? 
You're going to join the club with your Audi, your big V8 Audi, your <laughs> eastern suburbs are not going to go, no expletives, right. expletives, but... At least it's got an extra four cylinders in the MG. That's Ooh, all I'm going to Ooh, them's fighting words, Lenny. <laughs> yeah, Tell him where yeah. to go. Tell us about a few of those HDTs, mate. What's mate, happening? You can't get classic plates for those cars, can you? <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to take a bit of a breather, and when we get back, we're going to talk and pick Lenny's brain. He's going to tell us all about his HDT days. Graham, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Stick around, eh? Absolutely. Thank right. you, guys. Thank you very You're much. listening to Muscle Car Radio. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Muscle Car Radio. I'm Harry Christian, your host. I'm here with Graham Boyd from the Midweek Muscle Car Club, Len Panisi, XHDT, now Muscle Car Sales, and our resident guru and expert, young Jason slash F3. Aren't you, mate? Yes, thank you, mate, for the young. That's <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> got to, mate. You know, got to keep you coming back. <laughs> What's the update, mate? What's been going on in motorsport? I know there's been a lot of Formula One. There's been a lot of supercar well, stuff. There has been. I'm probably going to focus on the supercars this time around, and also something else which I'll tell you about later, which you may or may not have heard surprise, of. Surprise, surprise. So we've had two rounds since the last show. So we've had Phillip Island and Perth. Sorry, guys, but the Fords have dominated once again, which is I'm very excited don't about. Don't have to apologise to me, mate. I don't, I don't mind the old Fords. That's terrible news. Even, How the Valiant's going. Yeah, that's right. You know, they've even added 35, or actually there's 28 kilos, that they added to the Mustang, and they've also clipped their spoilers, their wings, on the car to try and reduce the downforce. They still came back on the weekend in Perth and still dominated. Wow. Again. So, so you're saying these are new rules that have been imposed on the cars and drivers? Yeah, the look, it's not a good look for the sport, I don't think. The car was approved by all the relevant authorities before the beginning of the season, mm. and now basically they're doing too well, and so they need to be adjusted halfway through. It's a bit like my mighty roosters. Everybody wants to clip them down, mate. They want to take them down a peak. Anyway, I'm not going to talk footy, but no, keep going. We can. The Raiders are third for a change. Oh, so hey, can. hey. But just quietly, before you go on, how good are the Raiders going? They are going very well. I'm very excited. We've got, the big, week. We've got the big game coming up this week, I actually. Know. The Roosters and Raiders. I'm going to be concerned. First time this year I've been a bit concerned, to be honest. That should be in Canberra. No, 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 it's the Brisbane. It's up in Brizzy at the oh. big go, what they call the big go round or whatever they call it up oh. there. But they're all playing up in Brizzy this week. So no Viking clap, mate. Okay. Around there. okay. Look, and I understand that the competitor's position, like uh, Roland Dane from Red Bull, has been agitating for some form of adjustment to within parity rules. Because if you look at the stats, like we're looking Penske, or DJR teams Penske has won 10 out of 12 races so far. Mustangs have won 11 out of 12. Wow. But to be fair, we've had five, six years of triple eight Commodores dominating everything. There's nothing wrong so. with that. <laughs> and you know so. what? And this is the thing, whether it's motor racing, whether it's footy or whatever, I don't know, we're talking motor racing at the moment. People want a bit of balance. They want a bit mm. of equality across the board. But you know, every now and then you get a dominant team and that's just the way it goes. You talk about the Hondas in the days of the turbo cars in Formula One. Mm. You talk about the Judy HOs back in the day of the yeah. pre-super, yeah. GTRs. Every now and then you get these freak cars, you just got to live with it. So that leads me on to the next topic, the surprise topic. I don't know if you've heard about a new series that's just about to start called no. TCR. I'm it, following the Hyundai's. Yes, so it's almost, the best way I can describe it to the listeners from memory would be, remember the old Super Tourists, so the two leaders. Oh, okay, yep. yeah. So it's a modern version of that. So we've got Golf GTIs, you have Alfa Romeos, we've got all that oh, And I reckon that'd be car. great. And it's a bit more what I would say stock standard to say the V8s are. So, so more akin to what you drive every day yes. as opposed to these supercars, which of course are out of everybody's reach. They're not yeah. for real, right? These are The supercar is a skin on top of a standardised chassis. A purpose-built race car. Correct. As opposed to a street-going car. Correct. Unlike the old days. Yes. 
this is about to launch at Eastern Creek mm-hmm. in the next few weeks. Two weeks' time. Yeah, yeah that's right. Going out. And I'll be watching it with interest because I think it's got a bit of legs. It's on SBS. And so I'll watch that because I think it's going to get a good... Russell Ingalls behind it. He's saying, yep, it's going to be a bit of a threat to supercars in the future. Wonderful, mate. Excellent. An excellent update, Jess Quiley. Mm-hmm. On the F1, have you sort of been following what's been happening there? I think there's a bit all over the place. Look, to be fair, I haven't followed the F1 because I'm just right. because Lewis Hamilton just wins sack. everything, so I really yeah. just switched off. Yeah, be sacked, mate. You're on next week. Just come up with the F1 stuff. All right, absolutely. I'll contribute. I'll, I'll no, to be honest, we're about muscle car right here, so yeah. the supercar stuff is definitely more relevant. That's a good update, mate. Thank you for that. That's right. And how do you reckon the GDIs will go? I reckon the old those GDI. Um, well, the interesting thing about it is a lot of the V8 teams are now in the TCR. And the drivers as well. So people like Jason Bright, etc., are actually racing in that series. So, mate, you've got the juices flowing with me, mate. I don't know too much about it. Tell me more. This sounds to me like it's something a lot of people might get into as opposed to mm. just the supercar guys. Because the supercar guys, it's a formula. I think it's a love-hate thing with supercar. That's what I found. Once you go away from on the street, you know, anyone mm. can relate to the cars that are racing and you go into a specific – you lose a lot of people. But a lot of people like to see what it is they drive out there on the racetrack. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about it. I'm actually intrigued, to be honest. To be honest, I think the original concept of supercars was actually quite relevant for the time in the early 90s, as in because we're still building cars here, basically. Mm. We're not building cars here anymore, aka now we've got Mustangs running around, yeah. which is fine. There's, there's a lot of people out there that have got Mustangs, and Camaros are coming here. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people out there that actually don't drive V8s. Yeah. They don't know VK Calais. People mm. who are like in their 20s and 30s, New generation, right? The, 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 Nissan the, G- the uh, Volkswagen GTI is the car Kids. of choice. Mm. That's what they want. Are we uh, ever going to see a Tesla running around the track, man? I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, so pretty much I just want to sort of add a comment there. Yes, these days, yeah, it is, I guess, a lot about the turbo cars. Young blokes know a lot about their Nissans and their turbos. It's mm. a big thing these days. The old technology of the V8 muscle and the, the old super un super petrol and all that kind of stuff is out the door these days. It's all about the modern technology. Yeah. So, yeah, we can relate to that. I totally agree. You know, we were into the noise. We are into the thumping V8s and what have you and smelling the excessive fuel being burnt, blah, blah, blah. It's burning your nostrils. That's, what, that's how we grow up, right? <laughs> and there ain't no substitute for cubes. But this day and age, there is. Right? There is a substitute for cubes. To be honest, it's not what we like to see, our generation of people. So that leads to the next question is how long is the interest in these muscle cars going to keep going on for and on and on and on forever and a day? Because there's going to come a time when the generation is going to say, what are these old dinosaurs? What do you reckon, Lynn? Well, I don't think so. Look, I've got my uh, foot in both camps. That TCR, to me, is very relevant. I do like modern cars. They handle, they stop and all that, and that TCR is really going to go off. I mean, they're all factory-built cars. Gary Rogers are doing down in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I've been following it. I'll be going out to see it in two weeks' time. But I still think everyone likes the noise of the V8s. Mm, like, I yeah. went to Tassie two weeks ago at supercars, never been to Simmons Plains, and we had a ball. Yeah. It's all right looking at everything else, but the sports at ends and the V8 cars is what gets the adrenaline going. I always remember the Formula One when they went away from, you know, remember the turbo the, uh, V8s when they had the whole thing where they had the fatalities and stuff like that, which is yeah. very unfortunate. And then they went back, to, they dropped it back, and they took the turbos away, then they went to the V6. And I'd go down there to Melbourne and I'd see these things in the early days go around the track and you'd be sitting on the corner. And as they came into the track and accelerated out, it was just, it just went through your body. The big V8 turbo just bang. Then all of a sudden, there's like a coffee grinder. Yeah, well, they went from the V10s to the V8, and it just went backwards after that. Look, I'm a bit old school. I'm going to die a dinosaur. It's simple as that. Graham, you're probably the same. I guess, for an example, back in the days of Bathurst, when Rocky raced the Sierra Cosmos, Mm -hmm. right? That's another thing. These things took off like rockets. 
But yeah, it couldn't catch him. It's just one of those things, modern technology. Oh, who was the guy with the Nissan that got up and they booed him and... And Jim Richards, 92, that's right. Yeah. You're all a bunch of, we won't get into it. <laughs> you're yeah, all a packer right. or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Look, Backsides. Quietly, I appreciate them all. I appreciate Absolutely. anything from a little four-cylinder Lotus to a V8 to a blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's been fantastic. Jace, what a great a, update for us, mate. I appreciate it. When we come back for the next show, I'll have an update on the TCR to see what the racing's like. And yeah, all. good. Oh, mate, you've got to earn your money. You're, just, you're, not, you're not just part of the furniture, <laughs> mate. Anyway, you're listening to Muscle Car Radio. When we get back, we're going to be talking to young George, and we're going to catch up with Len, and he's going to tell us about HGT. Welcome back to Muscle Car Radio. On the line, we have George Capagnaris. George has been on a couple of times. Oh, this is his second time. George is, of course, of old, walks out of work fame. But more importantly, these days, he's running a show called Malakas with Attitude. Is that right, mate? Well, you know, Malakas with Attitude go with muscle cars. You know that. You have to be a bit of a malaka because, one, <laughs> there's a lot of noise. You're annoying the neighbours, so that's malaka factor number one. Two, the pollution factor. That's another Malacca factor. Three is just because you got a hot car, so that's another Malacca factor. It's like you're posing. Like, <laughs> so you're definitely not a hipster. You've got to be a bit of a Malacca, be a muscle guy, don't you, really? 100%. Really. And not only that, it's the finger thing, it's the whole hand gestures and whatever. You know, we talk with our hands, George. Tell us about the show, mate. I'm interested to understand what you're doing. I know you're doing a few shows in, here in Bankstown, all over the country, actually. Give us a heads up, mate, because I want to get all yeah, the puns so along. It's like my one-man show. So it's just me in my full glory, just going hard, just hanging shit. One on myself, hanging shit on all the malakas out there, whether they be male, female, politicians, teachers, whatever. Just everyone who's a malaka cops it in this show. And also I get a little bit controversial too. There's some controversial songs that I don't do in my normal shows. And they're a little bit Greek, but you don't have to be Greek to enjoy the show. Yeah. But what the Greeks helps. get to be very proud of me by the end of the show. They get to be very proud of me. Excellent, mate. I talk about things that are happening now, social media, all that sort of stuff. But I also talk about going flashing back into time, you know, when I was like at Greek school and the Greek school teacher would be smacking us and all that sort of stuff too. So it's a real ride. It's going to be just me by myself doing 90 minutes of comedy, music, entertainment. You know, I'm a triple threat, you know, so I can do I do basically everything. I don't just stand there with a microphone and just do one thing. So there'll be a lot of character work. There'll be a lot of music, singing, some great stories. And where can too, they catch so. you, George? How do people know about it? Where do they go onto your website? They go on a Facebook page? If we're talking about Sydney, we're talking about the Brian Brown Theatre in Bankstown. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful little theatre. It fits about 300 people, so book fast before it sells out. Hopefully it will, but for me, hopefully. But for you guys, hopefully you get in. Just call the theatre. You can go to my Facebook page. You can go to com, or you can just Google Malakas with Attitude. The details will come up. But just go to the Brian Brown Theatre and all the information will be there. Georgie, how are you? It's Graham here. Very good. We're Facebook friends. Um, I just want to know, can I bring the Valiant to the show? Bring it. I'd love you to bring it and love to take some photos with the cars out the front of the theatre. That'd be awesome. Excellent. So just on it, mate, Graham here is very interested because he's going to bring the Valiant along. He's going to come to the show, but he's an old stalwart. So, yeah, any old car stories? I know last time you talked about the old man and his car. Have you got anything that comes to mind? What are you driving at the moment? Now I'm driving a BMW X5, and, yeah, just love it. Love it. You know, with the wife, 
it's basically for us, but she's just claimed it straight away. Yeah. Oh, but guess what? I got a plan. Right? <laughs> talk, talk, Ella. So in five years, guess what I'm going to get? Guess what I'm going to get? What Monaro? I'm going to get my retirement car. Mm-hmm. Not a Monaro, but I guess it's the modern day Monaro. I'm going to get myself a Ford Mustang. Yes, that's what I've decided. <laughs> Bravo. Excellent. Excellent. And I don't give a Malakia about what anyone thinks. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm going to get a Cobra one with the white stripes. <laughs> Very nice car, indeed. Love cars. And, you know, next year we'll be touring with another show. So if you don't get to the Malakas with Attitude show, please do. But next year we're going to try a brand new show. It's going to be called, hopefully, I can't tell you. It's going to be myself and Tahir and James. Oh, Tahir's fantastic. I love him. A Greek, Turk and Italian. God help us. And I'm writing a routine as we speak about going car shopping with my wife. Brilliant. Hopefully it'll be a great routine. Well, mate, you know we're going to have you back on and you're going to tell us all about it. I know you're about to go on, so I'm going to let you go. Mate, thanks for dialing in. Always a pleasure. Look, I know you guys probably aren't into AFL, but at 8 o'clock going to start on Facebook, the Pizza Pie Night footy show. Fantastic. So, so if you want to check in and have a look at that, please do. George, thanks again. Catch up with your bank sound. All the best. You have a good night and uh, we'll talk soon. That's it. Muscle Car Radio. That was George. Hey, hey, he was 100 mile an hour. I love Georgie. He's a character. His wife is from Sydney, so he's often up here. And if you've not been along to any of his shows, it's actually really good value. Really, really good value. Anyway, <laughs> you're listening to Muscle Car Radio. I'm Harry Christian. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Len. Yes, very good, very good. So, folks, for those of you that don't know, Len and his brother for many years ran the HTT brand. So HTT, as in Holden Dealer Team, the thing that Peter Brock started back in the day, or Peter Brock and, and, you know, the business that he started with the support of Holden and what have you, and, of course, they would take standard Holdens and they turn them into what are now some of the most revered classic cars in Australia. And then it went to uh, another hand. I think Peter Brock sold it. Len will tell us all about it. And then Len and his brother ran it and probably ran it for, or actually ran it for the most time in recent history. Probably not many HDT built cars right from the original VCs through to the VLs through to the, some of the specials that they sort of built over the years that they haven't seen, heard of, and certainly verified because they have all of the history on these things. And of course, Len then sold off that business. We know in, in recent history, he's moved away from the HGT. Or ne- you never move away from HGT. Never. Yeah. <laughs> but he's of course now involved with muscle car sales and the site at Reesby that used to run the old HGT business is now the Sydney presence for muscle car sales. How did you come to buy into to own to be the face and owners of HGT? Well, well, I've always been a Holden guy way back when I was a kid. I won't go too far back because it'll take us all night to go through it. <laughs> but consequently, I, I like the company that much. I bought it in the end. To go back real quickly, when Peter split with Holden in 88, he was doing the larders and a few other things. Things was, weren't going too good. So he decided to sell the HTT part of it. And the Colorafis, who bought it at the time. Based they, in Melbourne, right? He based in Melbourne. They went to Springvale, built the big workshop and all that sort of thing. And they thought they were going to challenge HSV, but that was never going to sort of happen, which I told them at the time. And we got involved at the same time as well. We became the national distributor forum, and they were manufacturing, we were distributing. So we sort of got in on the ground level there with them. At one stage, we were sort of going that hard when we had Riverwood that everyone thought we owned it at the time, and they were in the background, you know what I mean? And we had a little bit of a jealousy thing happening there for a while but that went on for about five or six years and then in 94 we actually sold Riverwood we actually bought HDT. When you say Riverwood that was the old Riverwood spare. Yeah yeah 
Uh, at the same time, the agent here in Sydney used to be USC Sports Cars, which were doing – they did the VL Signature Series for Brocky and all that, and used to come up and do all that sort of thing. And we ended up buying them out, took that over as well, and we took on all the warranty work for the VKs and the VLs and everything else. So when they were doing the HD2 cars in Melbourne, we were still doing the older cars, which were still current at the time, insurance work, all that sort of stuff. So we're on the ground floor with the parts because it's basically my background. And then when we bought HD2 altogether in 94, we looked around for premises, bought out there at Reesby, and then we developed from there on, started doing our own models from 92 right through to 2007. Fantastic. So there's yeah. probably not many HD2 cars you don't know about, and certainly – all of the HDT cars because you, of course, would verify the cars back in the day and you've got records yeah. on all the cars and bits and pieces. So mm. people can obviously come to you with muscle car sales, get your verification and whatever it is you need to do. But I'm interested to understand a little bit about some of the specials that you guys built because I know there were some of the Aeros that you built and there were even some Utes, right? Graham was saying earlier that you guys yeah. built some specific Utes and That's some oddball right. things, yeah? Yeah, we did. Well, actually, there's a book that just came out, which Peter Champion known 50 Years of HDT which goes right through, and in there is documented all the cars we did, what everyone else did, and it's a pretty good book if they get it. it weighs about eight kilos. It's got <laughs> everything in it for an enthusiast if they want one, you know. Yeah, we built the Magnum Utes, the Aeros, some track Monaros as well. Just while they're on that, just tell me again, what's the name of the book? HTT. 50 Years of HTT. 50 Years and of HTT. And where do you get that? Just online or just uh, check you it get out? get online and go through us or direct through okay. HTT. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think there was a limited number run with these HCT books. Yeah, it's about 2,000 books so far, yeah. Yeah, so I've actually seen the package. It's well presented. Like Manny said, it, it does weigh a bit of weight, but I think it's something well worth investing into. The cross-promotion, everything I've done for this bloke, I didn't even know they existed, let alone bloody have one. <laughs> Mate, where's mine, just quietly? Well, I only got one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell us about those limited edition cars, mate. We didn't build a lot of cars, but we built some really good models. We built Aero Wagon. We built Aero Sedans in the VR, VS cars, right through to the VTs and VE cars. Magnum Utes. We built quite a few Magnum Utes. And we even did a few Astras. Mm. And we did a couple of Barinas as well. Jace Astra, that's your favourite, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the uh, Nissan uh, version. You mentioned Magnum. Did you do the Statesman version of that as well? No, we Brock did the Statesman Brock Magnum. And then when the Colorado office took out, we took that to the Commodore. We call that the Magnum, and we built on from them as well. Because the Statesman was sort of up in the air where they were going to make it all, and you know, they sort of stopped them there for a while. Mm-hmm. We did talk, go back to the Barinas. That's when they went from Group C cars to Group A cars, and everybody thought these are going to be the thing, but it didn't happen, obviously. If I'm not mistaken, didn't they even produce a Gemini version? Was there a Gemini version of the HCT? Did you remember that? That was a country dealer team. That's right. Yeah. That was a spin-off. Yeah. yeah, Jim Finico racing at the time yep. and they had a big kerfuffle with Brock mm-hmm. and they had to deregister the company and everything else. But right. they built country dealer team cars, yep. too close to HDT. Gotcha. Okay, mm. so then that sort of went away for a little while. Because yeah. I've seen a couple pop up in recent times at some auctions. Very rare now. They would big be. money, yeah. Twin yeah. cam engine in them, IRS rear end, the whole bit. So, mate, VC, VK, VL, all of those specials, what's your favourite? Do you have a specific favourite? And don't tell me I love them all. You know, it's like, well, that's yeah. what Peter used to say, not yeah, to offend anybody. He used to say the same thing. I do have a soft spot for the VC. It was the first car ever built. The favourite, the VK Group 3, which I still have my own one. Low miler too, isn't it, just quietly? Very low miler. When you say low miler, how low? Very low. I've been trying to buy that car for him for many years, Graham. He won't budge, mate. One of a kind. <laughs> I've seen it. It's beautiful. Now, you've got one too, haven't you? Haven't you got like a one with a steel roof? A very rare option, actually, with a steel roof. Yes, I do. So my car's a car from Tasmania. It's uh, build number 1906, 85,000 Ks, with a steel roof Fitted through HDT Birdie Street. So it is a pretty rare car. As opposed to the glass ones that used to glass, be. Glass, yeah. Them, right? We're talking sunroof, right? Sunroof. Correct, yeah, yeah sunroof. So pretty much back in the day, most of the cars were a moonroof, 
glass roof. This actual particular one I've got is a steel roof. It's a very rare car. So it had a camshaft recall back in the day as well. So there's a lot of rare stuff on this particular car. Len's been for a ride in it. So Len knows all about the car. It's you're into the valves. You've got a nice, that E31 pace, and you're also uh, yeah. a bit of a VK. So what do you take out to the midweek muscle car rounds? Whatever. You pick and choose, right? Yeah. Well, at the moment, it's been VK, 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 <laughs> but it's time to let the VK have a bit <laughs> of a rest. We'll bring out the 700 horsepower Valiant. Hey. So, Len, you knew Brocky. He's always been my sporting hero back then. Just so for the listeners so they can get an understanding, because I, I actually did meet him in the past, but what was the real Peter Brock like? Well, I always found him to be very a genuine person, a pretty sincere sort of a guy. I spoke to him a lot, uh, known him for a long, long time. And in the last years, unfortunately, before he passed away, we used to talk more frequently on the TVs and watch things on TV and we'd ring each other up and talk about him because he wasn't so involved with the racing anymore and actual Holden. And the last conversation I had with him, we were going to actually do some promoting for our own company Sort of the association with Holden, it's sort of very stale and HSV, and he was prepared to start coming our way, sort of thing. And unfortunately, you know, he had his accident and it didn't happen, sort yeah. of thing, you know what I mean? Hell of a bloke, and of course, hell of a driver, as we all know, but it's just one of those things. Importantly, we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. You know, certain racing car drivers are reluctant to sign posters and stuff like that. I won't exactly go into right. Brocky was always there, mate. Till the last kid left exactly the right. queue, he would stay there till all hours of the evening signing those posters. And more importantly, he also took the time to get involved with you guys in the early days of the HDT clubs. And We'd invite him. He'd come over. He wouldn't want to be paid. We'd buy him dinner or whatever. He'd come over, he'd spend the whole night with us, do whatever he wanted to do, and then he'd go on to do his business the same the next day sort of thing. And that happened many, many times. Yeah, and Jim right. Richards as well, he'd do the same. So you've moved on from that, and tell me, you're doing muscle car sales over there at the old site at Reesby. Have you got anything special? What's happening, mate? Yeah, anything, we've got a few cars up? over there. We're involved together now doing a bit of the muscle cars because that's what I love doing. We've got a nice Cobra over there, an AC Cobra. We've got a VE Retro Group 3, and we've also just got in a VL Plus pack Group A, which is very rare. Probably one of my favourites, to be honest. I know everybody goes the VK, the Big Banger, and it, you know, it was the Ducks Guts and whatever. But the VLs, they were just refined, you know. Maybe they weren't as yeah. powerful or as grunty as the VK, and then they went to the unleaded and whatever, and they were a little, little bit choked up. They had the five-speed in them, which the other ones didn't have, and they were a bit more refined. Bit down on the power because of the unleaded engine, but you should know you had one and a good yeah. one. Yeah, oh, I've had a couple. Well, mate, they're great. So this particular one is it a plus pack? It is a genuine plus pack. I've checked the car right out. I'm just going over it now to get it right for the owner, and hopefully it'll be up for sale in a couple of weeks. So if someone wants to give us a ring, Muscle Car Sales, go along to the website, have a look. I just wanted that in the polarizer. The polarizer. Oh, the you want to tell us a bit about that, mate? <laughs> yeah. Because that's something very special in that car as well, because it's a plus pack. We got a lot of grief over that over the years and everyone used to always ask me, did that polarizer work? What did it do? Is it connected to a wire? It's not connected to a wire. It's not connected to anything. Peter went through that phase with Dr. Dowker about the polarizer and all that and even the Colorafis researched it and they come up with a thing that even the space shuttles that go up have a briefcase and it's got the same thing as what the polarizer had in it. Is that right? To get the magnets going, the electrodes going the right way and all that sort of thing, you know what I mean? So the idea was, from what I understood, to get the electrical currents flowing the, flowing right, way. the right way exactly. in a more efficient manner. That was the whole thing, thing about it. it. Okay. Yep. And whilst it was considered a little bit out there at the end of the day, mm. Peter stuck to his guns and Holden said, what are you doing? It's all a bit flaky. Anyway, it's That's all history right. now. But whilst it was a little bit flaky at the time, the fact of the matter is these days it's made the cars very, very unique, very, very collectible. Unique. Yep. Has gone down in sort of Australian muscle car folklore, really. 
Absolutely. So just touching base on that again, it was the crystals, I believe. Is that right? The yeah. way the crystals were positioned in there, there were actually fiberglass inside. Yep. We did take a lot of them apart and all that. And the sticker on the back window was the aerial for it, where it got its power from or whatever it, what they called it sort of thing. And he believed in it and he was very passionate about it. And unfortunately, it was the undoing of the unspeakable. Relationship. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it is the way. But look, we don't necessarily remember the great man for just that. That was by the by. He gave us so many memories on the racetrack and was such a prolific champion that for us, it's all about Brocky. That's not the memory we retain. You know, I brought it up because, of course, you happen to have one of those cars yes, um, right. there at Reesby for sale coming up in the next couple of weeks, and that's about it. Anyway, we've had a great time tonight. Jace, enjoyed yourself? You were fantastic tonight. Thank you, mate. So we F1, just get your F1 things oh, happening. Well, all right. Next time we'll do a full <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Ricciardo. Okay. We've yeah. got to talk hey, about Hey, why don't we do that? Hey, of course, our yep. Aussie boy, why don't we do a Daniel Ricciardo special? That's yep. a good idea. Done. All right, let's do that. And Graham, thanks for coming in, mate. Really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure, and thanks for telling us all about your club. Guys, thank you very much for having us. Mm-hmm. been an absolute pleasure. Thank and you. we're here to support you. So anytime you're sort of running these things, let us know and we'll give it a bit of a shout out. Absolutely. And Lenny, as always, you're one of our regulars. A wealth of knowledge. And Thank you very much. And of course, if anybody wants to know anything HDT, muscle car sales, Lenny's the absolute authority out there. That is another episode of Muscle Car Radio. We will see you on the roundabout. <laughs> <laughs>